Welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens, where we keep it raw, we keep it real, and we keep it all about K-pop and what's going on in the K-pop world. My name is Nat, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Jay. Hey, what's up? And Jimin. I'm probably not breathing. Ash, unfortunately, is not here with us today because she is probably with some hunky Highlander men in Scotland. But we are we have her here in spirit (laughs) Uh, and I'm going to be hosting. So let's see how that goes. Let's start with what are we listening to? I will go first. Well, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, okay. Yes. Okay. so um, I've been listening to Dreamcatcher's Deja Vu a lot. Um, I love the music video, the song, the theories sort of behind like what's going on in the songs. Uh, amazing. Uh, I've been listening to some of the Queendom songs. We'll talk about Queendom a little bit later, but, uh, from the last episode, there were like two or three, especially that I really enjoyed. So I've been listening to those in terms of K-pop. I've, I don't think I've been listening to really anything else from the, uh, outside of that. In terms of like non-K-pop, I've been listening to a lot of Little Mix. LM5, the last album was amazing. And I've just been like listening to that pretty much nonstop as well. Who's next? I can go. So, uh, I'll start with my non-K-pop first because it's a lot easier. I've been listening to Lizzo. So I actually recently discovered Lizzo, even though I've heard her music, like I recently discovered her. Um, And so like I've just kind of went on a binge spree and didn't realize how many of her songs I knew and really liked. So, yes, I've been listening to Lizzo. And in terms of K-pop, I I have like a couple wild cards in here. But my first one that I've really been playing like on repeat is Rosie by Luna. I mean, if that song is literally like goat tier, like it's it's literally a goat. Like that's how good the song is. If you haven't heard it, you need to go listen right now. Like bless your ears with that. Hmm. I've also been listening to <laughs> there is this is not actually a song, by the way. This is a more like a demo of a song, I believe. But it is called and I'm probably gonna mispronounce it because I don't speak French, but it's called Decalcomania. I think Decalcomania, something like that. Well the way he says it in the song is Decalcomia. That's how he says it. And it's actually a song that by Jungkook from BTS. Wow. What? Oh. No, sorry, I, I could have sworn that was the name of the um Mamamo song. Yeah, Mamamo has a song called uh... the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. And I really, really love this song. First and foremost, um, the song is completely in English, which I, I was like really shocked to see. But um, it's actually it's and also it's like not in the breathy JYP artist vocals. It's like it's honestly it's the best I think I've heard Jungkook sound. It's a really good song and. I think that it gives you a glimpse into like his personality a little bit because I, I think he, he I remember reading that he wrote it and stuff so and for him to write like a song in English is like a, an accomplishment and it's a 
it's a nice thing to hear and it's just a good song a good smooth song and lastly this is the real wild card (laughs) i have been playing ending scene by iu like on repeat like that song i literally just discovered it last week that song is it's not for everybody like if you don't like a slow song or like a ballady type song you're not gonna like it but uh, there's just something about the way like the the melody and the way she chooses to sing the song that really like attack like i'm one of those people that ad-libs and like unnecessary vocal riffs and all that type of stuff i'm really interested in like interesting vocal techniques and she uses a lot of different things in that song that i was kind of shocked to hear and it's just a beautiful nice calming song so those are my main things that i'm currently listening to um listening to tay tayang solar soul from big bang like his old records um so i've been listening to all those and that's pretty much it for (laughs) k-pop Uh, oh, and JBJ, just like their title tracks. That's it for K-pop, non-K-pop. I'm listening to Nami Amuro because her birthday was last week, and I'm sad that she retired. <laughs> so I've been going through like all her songs because they're all bops. And Eden's Crush, which probably nobody knows about. That was the first group that Nicole was in. Like in 2001, again, they have bops. <laughs> I still have that. Scene. Get over yourself. Goodbye. Yes. yes. You know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I still have that CD. I still, I was playing it today. I still know all the words. <laughs> so that's it. Okay. I actually haven't listened to a lot of Nami Amoro. I know she had that vid- that song that had TLC randomly in the music video. Uh, that comes to mind and she had a a song with the Taiwanese singer oh, why can't Jolene I not remember Jolene Sai yes I'm not your girl that yes. is a bop oh my god just oh, I love that song so much um, that's Queendom yeah. T right there exactly <laughs> <laughs> so you're listening to Taeyang when he was in his Omarion phase is that what you're listening yes, to? I have all I have all I have all his albums except for his last one, The White Light. That's the yeah. one I don't have. I just yeah. binged them and got them all that I could. Honestly, mm. he did have some bops back in the day, so not you know. Good. Well, I feel like we all listen to such an eclectic sort of patch of music here or there, but it all sounds good. I mean, except for the Jungkook one, just because I haven't listened to it yet. But now I'm curious, so I will listen to it since Jimin has been listening to it. Okay, so first we're going to talk about comebacks. Any comebacks you guys are excited for? Any comebacks worth noting? I know Sperm, or sorry, Super M is coming soon. Yo, honestly, I cannot read it without thinking Sperm first. I'm sorry. I know that says... When people say that, I don't get that. Because even though everybody calls it that, I still don't read it as Sperm. I, you know what, for me it is, I think it's because the S and then the M at the end. And then like, honestly, like, it's not like I'm not reading the word, but I think I am kind of glazing over it most of the time. So all I see are like the P and the R and the E. And I'm just like, 
the U doesn't like register at all. So every time I see it, the first thing I think of is sperm. And then I have to go back and be like, no, it's super M. But like, I genuinely like, I would say maybe half of the time that I read super M, I read it as sperm first. And I'm like, ooh, <laughs> SMU should have thought about this. But yeah, so as super M is coming. Woo. <laughs> I love saying that. And um, who's coming back? Well, I mean, we just had some comebacks with Dreamcatcher and Card 17. and oh, 17. 17. I would like to, like, congratulate 17. They, like, I think they sold, like, 700,000-something albums in their first week. They did. They're up there with... Yeah, no, they're up there with EXO and... And BTS. And BTS, yeah. That's the only people that's up there. Yep. Like, that's such an accomplishment, and it's something to be proud of. Especially because their fandom is not, like, huge, you know? It's not small, but it's not, like, huge and everywhere, if that makes sense. So, like, they deserve it. I think it's a long time coming, so um, that's nice. Um, I don't know. I I really... Oh, Twice came back. Twice came back. I didn't listen to the mini yet, um, but I really like their fancy mini. Like, usually I don't like any of... Twice is like non-title tracks, but the fancy mini, I actually played that for a while just on repeat and it was surprisingly really good. So I'm going to give this one a chance. Hopefully it is a little bit more upbeat than feel special, even though I really do like feel special. Um, card with dumb Liddy, which we did watch and we, um, we liked it. It was a music video. I think. It was playing. I mean, I don't know what else you want me to say, but it, it really was. <laughs> uh, I would say give Dreamcatchers Mini um, a definitely list, give it a listen if you can, or you know you're able to, or if you want to. Uh, just because I, it's called Rate of Dream, and it's so good. Uh, let me just see. Laboom came back too with uh, Firework, which is a song we watched. Who else came back? Uh, oh, nobody else. That's important to me. Now that I'm looking at the list. <laughs> I mean, if you consider X1. Well, I guess, okay. Since we last recorded, X1 technically debuted, right? Oh, we did watch their music video. I'm actually just re- like remembering that. Oh. oh, you guys did? Well, I don't know anything about oh, that. Okay. I. Oh, yeah have no interest in them outside of Hangul. And the only reason why I know about Hangul, I feel like I've already said this, but the only reason why I know about Hangul is because of, um, the, he was on the unit and he didn't make it to like, he only made it to like the finals or whatever. And he's really, 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 really handsome. Like really attractive. So honestly, that's kind of sad that I'm only shouting him out and his group because he's attractive. But yeah, they, they came back. I mean, they came. Uh, yes, they debuted. Yes, so they debuted. <laughs> um, oh, but for comebacks, um, I don't know if you guys took a look at SME's like latest CEO announcement. They're going to be debuting a boy group and a girl group next year. Oh, which is interesting. I mean, we all knew they were replacing Red Velvet because nobody knows what's going on there. Um, but it's surprising that they have all these NCTs, but they're still going to debut like a brand new. Hope like hopefully new B group and not something that's also put together like Super M. Um, and Red Velvet's gonna have a full album this year. 
Well, I get the vibe with SM in terms of like um, debuting new groups. I get the vibe that, and, and then the NCT problem. I get what you're saying because, like, theoretically speaking, they can have infinite units focusing yeah. on infinite different, like, you know, genres. But with NCT, I think their main idea there is that, like, their whole concept is like this global, like, we are the future. Their, their concept has always been about like futuristic things, even in all the steps, subunits. That's the one thing that's pretty much common throughout is like this whole futuristic theme. I can see that I can see them debuting a group where their theme is like, honestly, this will probably never happen in a million years, but it would be bold of them to debut like a group that focused on like house music or that sounds really weird. You might wonder where I'm going with this, but in my brain, like, I've always thought, like, a couple things. K-pop companies will probably he- be hesitant to debut, um, like, co-ed groups is one of the things. And they will probably be hesitant to debut groups that are, like, so counterculture. Like, and when I, like, when I say house music, I mean something very specific. I'm pretty sure nobody in here is picking up on what I'm putting down. But if they debuted a group that, like, was extremely counterculture, that I could see how that would still be separate from NCT. Like, how that, that, how that could, like, you know, not create a conflict of interest or, like, cannibalize NCT sales. Um, not that I think SM even cares about that, because I feel like when they debuted... EXO, EXO cannibalized every group before, like every boy group before EXO. And then I feel like that's kind of what I guess SM expects. But with a girl group situation, the Red Velvet situation, I, I, I really don't feel like there's a need to replace quote unquote Red Velvet because I don't really see the problem with Red Velvet. I mean, their music is trash, but <laughs> I mean, do you guys disagree? I think honestly they're going to be coming out with something probably a little bit more along the lines of Girls Generation if they do debut new group because uh, Red Velvet and FX were more experimental mm-hmm. and they both had their varying levels of success but no, like neither group reached the heights of Girls Generation and since Girls Generation is you know doing what they're doing right now uh i feel like they they want to sort of like have a group take over that spot especially since like the other big group is twice and twice has already moved out of the girly girly concept and they're into right. more mature music so they have an opening to like debut like you know fresh cute faces doing cheerleading uh routines or whatever <laughs> you know so, <laughs> why does everybody say twi- twice those cheerleading routines i don't actively watch them but it's because Cheer Up is one of their most oh. famous popular songs. <laughs> and Girls' Generations was O, oh, and that was like a cheerleader concept too, right? So um, Ooh, They should do like a boy group cheerleader. You know what? They should sign K-Tiger flying. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. I can't remember the name. I just remember the boom, boom and the K-Tiger. They should K-Tiger sign K-Tiger Zero. K-Tiger Zero. Yes. Where'd the boom, boom come from? That's probably... I, where did anything come from (laughs) look like for real if they if they were to like do like a like a co-ed group for sm is a stretch but a boy group with that kind of k flying tiger zero (laughs) i'm sorry the name is too long that concept was so 
it would fit in perfectly because it would not cannibalize NC. Well, it is also noise, but it's a different brand of noise. So yeah. I don't think it would cannibalize NCT that bad. Yeah. Well, um, also, you should be happy. NCT is going to have a full album before the end, the end of the year as well. How do you know uh, these so, things? Because they just released like um, just like projections for, I guess, their shareholders. Um, no, they announced this. Well, I mean, they, they I, have to talk I, I, about the agency's plans for 2019 and 2020. I, so this is one I, of them. I think- I think you secretly work for SM. Mm. Don't I wish? The money. The money. I heard they get paid like trash, though. The, like the people that work at those entertainment companies. Eh, probably like the managers and stuff. But yeah, I feel like if true. you're like head of marketing or something, probably. Exactly. Is. Exactly. But, yeah. All right. So the next topic is what I've labeled TSC is a mess. Uh, so TS Entertainment is a K-pop group, a K-pop entertainment company, and they were the home of such supergroups as BAP and Secret, along with Sonomu and Sleepy. And basically everybody who was signed to that company has sued them for breach of contract <laughs> because they had not paid them. And so we know the story with Hyosung and Songjian from Secret having to file, um, for a breach of contract and to nullify their contracts with their exclusive contracts with them. And obviously the whole big story was BAP when they almost left because they were being mistreated. They weren't being paid. They came back and things were good until it wasn't. And like pretty much nobody resigned with the company. Uh, we know with Sonomu now, two members have just recently signed to nullify their contracts. So <laughs> which just sucks because I actually really like Sun and Blue and their last comeback was uh, amazing. But yeah, so Nayeon and Suman have requested contract termination from TS Entertainment. And lately we have also heard of Sleepy, who is a veteran rapper. He's been rapping for like 11 years or something like that. Like he is extremely well known and respected in the industry and he, for a while, was crazy popular, and he was, like, all over the place. But little did we know that he wasn't making any money. He had to turn off his power and his water, and he later got evicted because he wasn't getting paid. His exclusive contract was, like, a 9-to-1 ratio or something like that, which... <laughs> is insane when you think about it and like some of the details are sort of crazy like he and that was like his contract period was seven years and we had the ratio of one to nine um and that was just for the areas music film drama and events but five to five so 50 percent each way in the areas of advertisements and basically after the third album his it would go from one to nine to two to eight which is still crap and basically, like from what I was reading, it it only covers net profit. So basically, after it covered the expenses, then they would divide the ratio of, you know, the one to nine and later the two to eight. So basically, if they spent a lot of money on it, they would cover that first. And then the company would still take even more money, even though as an entertainment company, they do have to cover some of these costs. Like that's their jobs. Uh, so basically he's saying it's shady. He says he doesn't have receipts. He doesn't have any cost breakdowns for the money that they were given him. Sometimes they would skip months and he'd have, to, and every single month he had to request the money that they owed him. So he was working. 
He just wasn't making any money. And that's the same thing that Hyosung said and Song Jian said as well, that they were working and they were ma- not making any money. And we've also heard from employees at TSE who said that they just weren't getting paid. Um, so it looks like after the CEO recently died, I don't know if it was like, I, I heard some sketchy things about that too, but I'm not going to say anything because who knows who's listening. Um, he apparently that's when the company really took a nose nosedive. So now we have the situation where all these people are suing to get out of their contracts and TSC obviously is trying to cover their tracks and say it's everybody else's fault, but their own, even though every single artist that has ever worked for them has sued them for some, for the same exact reason. Uh, but yeah, I, it's kind of crazy when you think about these contracts that these people sign with these companies. I mean, like, I understand you have these dreams of like, you know, being an artist, breaking it big and like, you know, eventually making enough money to survive and to like take care of your parents and stuff like that. But I wish that there were, there was a lot more education on the contracts that people should be signing. And I, I kind of wish that parents sort of stepped in a little bit more too. Uh, and that people just didn't automatically trust their agencies so much because agencies are there to make money. They're not really there to, you know, take care of you and make sure you're doing well and you're healthy. They're there to make money. So they don't really care about you in the same way at the end of the day. Uh, but yeah, I, TSC is trash and they ruin such amazing, like some of my favorite groups unfortunately and yeah do you guys have anything you want to say or add or what you think about just contracts in k-pop and just the music industry altogether a scam yes (laughs) (laughs) really they're just scams don't sign it that's it (laughs) yeah i mean i totally agree it's a scam yeah okay so i kind of I kind of didn't want to talk about this, but I kind of also want to Matt, talk about it. Matt, if you breathe one more time, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you were really hesitating to talk about it. So you're like, ah. <laughs> I'm just, you know what? It's okay. Like because of the topic and because of the can of worms, it could potentially open. That's why. But let's talk about it. Okay. So Cupcake was on oh, Twitter. Yeah. Okay. And having what I can only describe as a breakdown of some sorts. Uh, she was on Twitter and she was just talking about a whole bunch of things. And people were sending her like videos of Chunga. You know, like how K-pop fans always like to just send people videos of their artists for no reason other than to be annoying. So they were doing this to Cupcake and she was like, that girl can't dance. She's trash. I'm better than her. Or I do this better than I do this, like better than her just in general. Um, and so, you know, people were still sending her these videos of Chunga dancing and she made a comment alluding to Chunga's name sounding like gum. Let me actually bring up the tweet itself because it is, yeah. So first she said that Changa cannot dance for crap. These, the dances I do when I got to pee, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. 
Um, and then somebody sent another Chunga fan, fan cam and someone in Cupcake replies, who? Chunga? Are you asking me, do I chew gum? I'm confused. And then she followed it with K-Flap. And her last tweet was laughing and yelling at my power woo. And so a lot of people were upset with it because of the history of people making fun of non-Westernized names. Which, I mean, anybody who is not white can definitely relate, even though, you know, names like Leonardo, 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 was it Leonardo? Yeah. Leonardo and like Michelangelo and these names are like totally, um, made normalized, uh, by Western people and, you know, foreign names are brown and you know asian and black names are always sort of looked down upon and made fun of in a lot of ways so like i totally get that my thing is whenever i see a situation where a black person you know does something that's racially insensitive people get crazy racist on like in response it's almost like they can't critique a black person who you know is racist, makes dumbass comments, whatever, uh, without automatically. And you know what I've noticed in addition to that? Like, I could 1000% see that as well. I also noticed that it's, um, the, the racism, it's, it's like the obvious racism, but then it's also this like type of racism where it's like, like it's, it's almost like they're using that one black person as a representative for all black people, which in itself is also racist because it's like, so you're saying that, that black people are a monolith instead of just saying that people have different sort of personalities within a race and people have different beliefs within a race. And yep. it's almost, for me, it's almost better to categorize, like obviously the human brain is going to categorize people, but to me, it's better to categorize people according to like not according to their race because that's completely arbitrary but like their actual beliefs the actual things they say so like for example a political party would be a way to categorize some like a group of people which i think is pretty fine because typically people of a certain political party do have very similar belief systems maybe not exactly the same but very similar whereas race is such a wild card like people are so different within a race you know what i mean yeah absolutely mm -hmm. And I think what I've seen, like, in the discussions, because I actually, like, I try to only look at Black comments on this issue, because, as I said, like, people were kind of getting in her, their feelings. And especially since before that, <laughs> Cupcake made that comment about Camila Cabello being racist and how she, like, had sex with Sean Mendes or something like that. I, honestly, like, pray for, for Cupcake, because I think she's actually going through it right now. Um but what I've noticed with a lot of black people who are K-pop fans and who were discussing this topic, they were saying something like, it's interesting whenever K-pop artists get racist because the fans are always quick to say, Opa didn't mean it. Opa was making a mistake. This is not reflective of K-pop. This is not reflective of, you know, Korea. But, you know, Cupcake says this, you know, Rihanna did what was it that she did? Uh, I can't remember. And all of a sudden, you know, all black people are racist. Oh, you know, like people act like uh, racism against black people is the only racism in the world, but it's not. And black people can be racist too and blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of frustrating that, you know, I don't know if they're like obsessed with us, 
because even with that whole SNL thing where um, they hired that racist dude, I noticed a lot of like a comment from somebody who's actually running for president, I think, was like, oh, if this had been the N word, the response would have been much faster and much quicker. And it's like, can you can you just like leave us alone? <laughs> yeah. So I, I just have to say this because a similar thing happened. So. Uh, back when I, I'm not gonna say a lot of names, I'm just gonna say what happened. So basically, okay. a Korean artist did a remix of Lil Nas X's song, and the response to from the fan base was like, "Why would you do a remix to uh, to a song by somebody who said this, this, and this about like this group?" You know, um, I believe it was Muslim people. And they were saying that, and and all I kept thinking in the back of my mind is like, your right? fan said some of the most racist and colorist things I've ever heard in my life. So let's not try to act like we're suddenly like we suddenly care about like minority groups because that's not what it is. You don't suddenly care about minority groups. You just want to deify the people that you want to deify and demonize the people that you want to demonize. And then you want to pretend like the other people that this person has collabed with because this person, this idol has also like that, that group has also collabed with a white celebrity and you put that person on a pedestal. I just don't like, like you said, the response to it. I think that it's always, people are so quick to like, if if like, for example, this is a good example. When uh, the Australian people um, said what they said about a particular group of Korean idols um Mm -hmm. the response wasn't automatically like racial like racist things about like a a white person right the response was like how could you say this or you know it was like way softer than what happened to Cupcake and Lil Nas X you know what I mean yeah and I mean just to also piggyback on a lot of what you said which I do agree with as well um we talk about people changing and you know evolving because I mean like a lot of times you don't get better until you've actually done something problematic usually or just something that you shouldn't have done that you um, have to learn the hard way from. And a lot of people like to bring up like, oh, idols change, idols, you know, they're better, blah, blah, blah. But with the way Korean culture is set up, when you do something bad, you have to publicly apologize for it. Some people actually like in China and stuff like that, they shave their head. yo. Like it's actually in Korea, too they shave their head as a, as you know a desire to to be forgiven with rm i have not ever ever in my entire life heard him apologize for the racist colorist things that he's done so in my eyes he's still that person i don't care mm-hmm. what he wants to do at the at the un or what he wants to do at um i don't know like in his music you know like in donating all this money to like you know these schools and stuff like that like in my eyes if you have an apologize if for it if you have not asked for forgiveness and you know allowed some people to say like screw you i'm not gonna forgive you anyways and you know kind of moved on from that and and actually shown that you learned from it then you're still that person mm-hmm. and i mean at the same time i i do think that i am you know like in other ways is seems like a decent person like i don't think he's like trash you know <laughs> like i like total trash i mean i don't i don't really know him but, like, I can say that, like, all the BTS members seem like they're, you know, decent dudes in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, you're allowed to be, to have a nuanced sort of opinion on 
people and groups. And the thing with Cupcake is, yes, Cupcake was wrong for what she said about Chunga because Chunga is a sweetheart. She's not out here doing anything to anybody, really. So, you know, like, I feel like that's... That's it. Let that girl live. Yeah, like, and, and I don't condone what she whatever kind of joke or whatever she was trying to make about Chenga's name or stuff like I don't condone that but at the same time like I feel like Cupcake is honestly like going through it and honestly K-pop fans have not been the nicest to her because remember the whole thing with Jungkook yeah Yeah. so like it's it's honestly I didn't know Chunga had shooters out here like that like right me either I was like (laughs) I was like oh y'all draw the line at Chunga out of left field like you let Jay Park so when Jay Park was getting roasted I don't know what it is like what why was Chunga the line is it because I have a I have a I kind of feel like this is very deep far conspiracy theory buckets and and it's completely out of like it's a, it's a really dumb idea, but I have this really good idea that like maybe people were okay with her roasting Jay Park because he does not represent like the perfect Korean idol that people think of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, people kind of almost see him as like I uh, this kind of sounds really really bad, and because it, it is. But I almost get this vibe that when people were like saying, okay, it's okay for her to say that about Jay Park, but not about Chunga, it's because there is this like idea that like Koreans are like just amongst like young K-pop fans or really just a lot of K-pop fans. The Koreans are like perfect and like everybody else is below them. And Jay Park, I feel like is because he, I don't know if you get where I'm coming from, but he does hip hop music. Like for like, let's start yeah. off with that. He doesn't do like, I mean, I guess he was in a K-pop group, but like his focus is he wants to be a rapper. So like he kind of, I feel like a lot of people throw him in this like box of like people associate him, I guess is the word I'm looking for more with blackness or more with like the alternative culture that is like not what K-pop represents, even down to like the tattoos and all of that. And so it's easier for them to project these negative things onto him, which I, I don't care because I, I don't, I, I mean, it's Jay Park. I don't care. But when it comes to a person like Chunga, she represents like all the purity and like, you know what I mean? Of K-pop. <sighs> That's a yeah. hot take on the, like, Lois the Keys is a hot take. But I, I feel like, and it's a super conspiracy theory that could be completely wrong. And I, I just have this weird nagging feeling that the reason why they were so okay with Jay Park being roasted, obviously he's trash, but I feel like it's because he doesn't, he's not that perfect idol the same way that Chunga is. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, it's kind of like letting um, Lil Pump or Takashi Six Nine get roasted. I mean, I don't care about Takashi. Let's just say Lil Pump. It's like kind of like, oh, you can roast Lil Pump, but you can't roast Camila Cabello, even though they're both like Hispanic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because no, one represents something that is like the counterculture, and the other doesn't. Yeah, I actually get it. Like, and it does make sense because. I feel like Jay Park, no, I don't know. I'm not Korean or anything like that. But because he's such a tryhardy like person who actually seems like he identifies very much more with black culture, okay. maybe that puts his Koreanness in doubt. Yes. So I, I totally understand. And while Changa, you know, she did everything that she was supposed to do. She came up through, you know, the idol, the produce 101. She was a part of the group. She went solo. You know, she's 
you know, she's she's perfect because she, you know, gets the work done that she needs to. She's a real, she's sort of good at dancing, you know, all this other stuff. So <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but, you know, like I she she is a better example of what you should do and what you should follow. I guess yes. versus someone like Jay Park. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like just the the idea that someone and, and and this goes back to a conversation I was having with Jay before we even talked. I was telling him about something I experienced earlier that kind of like made me cringe really hard. Um, but I feel like I feel like it's just so interesting how like a purity and hardworking and all of these like adjectives that are like generally considered positive are like thrown onto K-pop idols, but, like, the moment they get a tattoo or a date or whatever, then, like, at least on the Korean end, I know for a fact that that starts going away. Like, if you get a tattoo, you might as well just, like, be a, like, I don't know, a, a, you might as well be, like, a serial killer. It's, like, the worst thing in the world. So, I, I just always, I just, with this cupcake situation, I just get that nagging feeling that, like, that let's be real y'all try to make it seem like y'all are okay with her roasting jay park because oh he's jay park no y'all are okay with it because of what he represents i don't know i get these feelings sometimes and i know that they're not wrong i know that somewhere like there's some truth in it i just don't want to like i just want to make sure i'm not coming off as like too tin hatty you know what i mean like I know that part of that is like a tinfoil hat but i feel like part of that is so much like it's it's so real like just the way they talk about these idols, like, look at this sweet, pure baby um, bunny. Like, they talk about them like they're just, Ooh. like, objects. In it. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's so, like, weird to me, because I'm like, they're the furthest things from angels. Like, come on now, like... One-on-one and what they were saying about their fans. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Mm, oh, that but, was they're, but, they're, but they're angels, okay. Angels ain't yeah. talking like that, but okay. Yeah. Okay. Come on now. Like, and there's nothing wrong with not being an angel. Like, like there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I I thought that you made like a lot of really good points. And I mean, as I said, like no one is condoning anything that Cupcake yeah. said. But you like, there's a nuance involved. And if you're going to give excuses to Opa and like um, Uni, then you do also need to give, you know, a little bit more consideration to Cupcake, who's actually clearly going through it, like clearly going through it for the internet to see. And who also has a shitty track record with K-pop fans, like most people in this world. So I miss those days that I was never a part of when people were, were like really secretive about their love of K-pop. Like, you could just like anybody you didn't have to think like oh this person is trash I, this person is trash this person did this this person did that like and i think the, the saddest part about a, like the cupcake situation is that some of those like tweets and stuff were coming from and i don't know if this is like obviously i'm not i can't see these people but they claim to be black so it was coming from yeah. like black people i was just like and it just made me, it just reminded me of like, you know, when you, when you're in school and like the weeaboos and stuff like that, who like, 
Like, I just, I, oh, I hate black people. Anime rules. I'm going to go move to Japan and get a Japanese wife. And I'm like, okay, good luck with that, because I don't think they want to marry you. I mean, if you can't get a woman in your own country, it makes you think you're going to get a woman in another country. No. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Okay, I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to be quiet about that. But okay. <laughs> no, I want to hear it. I do. No, I don't want to go there. We already got targets on our back. And that's I know. Could I, <laughs> I, what I so, could say add more to that so mm-hmm. yeah k-pop fans like listeners anyone who's listening to this i just please understand that we all have said this oh not all of us i know me and that has said in the past that we do like allow people room to grow right if they're if it's clear that that's all the trajectory that they're on like i feel like you give people room to grow at the same time you're you're also allowed to feel uncomfortable with something someone says you know what I mean? Like, you can it, it, you can take a like a nuanced approach to an issue. I'm not gonna give my comments and thoughts necessarily on what Cupcake said because honestly, I'm still I, I've heard bits and pieces from like of course you and and um, Jay, but just I I did hear more so about like the actual backlash she got, and I also heard more so about like the like stuff she was saying about American artists because that actually like made like, you know, not headlines, but like headlines over here mm-hmm. and about people saying that she was kind of going through something mentally. Yeah. So I don't mess with all the other people who decided that they wanted to respond to what she said instead of with like, like you said, the same understanding you give your opas and unnies who say these horrible things and do these horrible things. Like, I just don't get the hypocrisy, I guess is where I'm coming from. Like, give it the same, like, consideration. Think about it the <laughs> same way. Because I definitely am thinking about this cupcake situation the same way I think about other situations. You know what I mean? I just want everyone else to like do that same thing. I'm just not here for the hypocrisy. Jay, anything to add? Just yeah, just going off of what Jay been said because I mean that's like what I was talking about when I said one thing about it on Twitter is that I really didn't care what cupcake said because the K-pop idols. Have said things just as bad or worse, but then their fans are like, "Oh, they didn't mean it. It was a joke. It's not that serious." So it's kind of like going tit for tat. Like it's okay for them to say and do things, but when somebody else does it, then it's a problem. And I mean, this is something that's like it keeps on cycling through. Like it's always somebody. Like it's somebody different. And I mean, I'm just over it. I'm just like, okay, I'm not gonna put any energy into this or like talk about it (laughs) because they're willing to make excuses for them but not see things from the other point of view so i'm just like "Mm, okay not my battle i'm not gonna fight it i definitely agree so so apparently ab six and lizzo collaborated on a true wait so their name their name is like not ab6 Oh, I've been calling them Ad Six. I don't know if that's their name or not, but that's kind of what I've been calling them. Okay, I'll go. I'll go ahead and fact check. Oh, Remember last ABC. time we didn't fact check, we got in a lot of trouble. It, it's it is Ad Six, yeah. But I kind of like Ad Six, so that's what I've been calling them. And yeah, but it would be messed up if they didn't really have Ab. So that's true. well, they're probably like twelve, so we probably should not mm, think about. Those. You're right. Uh, <laughs> so Ad Six 
And yeah, and Lizzo have teamed up for Truth Hurts remix. And apparently this is like the third remix of the song um, because it's doing so well. And, and I think Lizzo now is like the longest charting solo rap artist to be number one on like the Hot 100 charts or something. So, I mean, shout out to Lizzo doing good things. And Truth Hurts is a fantastic song as well. Uh, I haven't listened to this, but I, it doesn't feel kind of random like abc girl that is beyond <laughs> random when i saw that like i was like first of all who are these people yeah because i literally had never heard of them and then when i actually heard it i was like oh i mean i don't hear the snippet but i was like i mean okay but i i guess what i'm trying to figure out is like how did this happen like yeah how for real like, do they call it an American label or something is that like what happened yeah I don't know because I feel like AB6 is not like a top tier K-pop group right be, you know collaborating with like a top because Lilo is really at the top now right she's yeah such a fantastic year um you know like the RM and Lil Nas X collabo like that made sense you know like Monster X and French Montana, that also kind of made sense. But AB6, <laughs> it's like it, a tease when they were doing that European tour. I think after they dropped like one album or whatever, like it's so random that like how, how K-pop artists, doesn't matter like how long they've been in the game, can make such big moves. Just like, like that's the power of K-pop right now. Think can we backtrack for a second? Yeah. Um, are you trying to say, are you trying to imply that French Montana is anywhere near the level of Montana? <laughs> no. I was about to say, because I got news for you. Like, well, you know what? French Montana, okay, like, all the rap heads I know say that he is amazing on features, so he's top tier in that regard, but, like, on his solo stuff, I guess he's trash. So, I, I, I don't mess with him because he repeatedly says the N-word, and I still have no proof of the his race. So, <laughs> oh, I mean, he's he's North African, but oh, he that, is. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything because a lot of them are yeah, like Arab, like so or Muslim, whatever. Yeah, they're not like okay. I I don't consider North Africans to be black for the most part, and he, wasn't it him too who who like his baby mom's is black and. I think he made a comment about like nappy-headed people or something like that, and uh, like nappy nappy-headed women or something like that. And everybody got in his case. He tried to be like, "Oh, I'm black and I love black women, and I would never say anything that's derogatory." I mean, wait, why is his name first? I just love that. He's from like a former French colony. Oh, where's the Montana come from? He's I don't know about that, but he is from Morocco. So Morocco used to be a French colony. So I don't know where he got the Montana part from. Hannah Montana. <laughs> what if I'm right? What if you I'm probably right? are. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> Didn't he start off with like Gucci Mane in them? Yeah. Okay, no. so more of the story is he is not touching Monster X's level. I will say I will say this. I do think Lil Nas X is in, in terms of the eyes of the general public, like mm, more so of a like step up in the in terms of that collab, I can see. I don't know. I guess it kind of balances itself out because they do have like a huge fan base, whereas he okay. just has like a huge general public support. 
Um, but yeah, the I still don't. I still what I'm saying. I guess what I'm saying is I still don't see any logical relationship unless Lizzo just like really likes AB6. But I'm like, why? Because no one knows who they are. Yeah, Taylor Swift has aged like thirty years. Like, mm. wow, that's just bad. <laughs> We need well, to cut that. We need to cut that for our Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 Her fans oh. are crazy. They, they are. are yeah. yeah. The Taylorinators. What are they called? The I thought it was crazy. Oh, Taylorinators. <laughs> wow. Don't give them more fuel. Right. Uh, they are psycho. They are crazy. Uh, but yes, back to this random collaboration. Um, I'm in deceased mode right now. Why? <laughs> because, because Kanye, uh, collab with Joey J. Yeah. What is the video? Oh, uh, HQ. Oh. Uh, I don't know how you say, I don't know how you say his name. Well, I don't know how you say it either. Your guess is as good as mine. But who would you guys want to see collaborate? I would probably want to see. Oh, I know. Ooh. Ooh, ooh. Joel and Sai and Lay. You know what? That would actually elevate his music. So I am for it. <laughs> or no, or or Lay and Jay Chow, but it couldn't be a ballad. No ballad. No, no. it had to be. No. It had to be a party. It had to be a good song. A good song. Yes. No yes. ballad. <laughs> oh, Dean and Eric Bellinger. That was a good song too. I'm not sorry. Mm, what else? I think that's it for me. But like to get back on topic, the next topic is uh, about former Produce X101 contestants debut group called Team Team, whose video we watched earlier. This group has an average age of 16.5 with two members that are 16 and one member that's 17. Uh, is that too young for a K-pop group? What do you guys think? No. So no. Do you no, guys no, no. what what age do you guys think is too young? Twelve. Mm, uh, I just feel like you should be okay, in school. Okay. Well, oh, wait, wait. Like, <laughs> stop, stop. Let me say this. I, I, I will. I will take that back. Okay. And okay. K-pop too young is probably. And I'm going to sound like such a hypocrite because my fave mm-hmm. actually debuted at 15, but 15. And I, I say that because the average training period is about two years. Yeah. I don't think you need to be pulled like, I don't think you need to have a full-time job at 13. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't, I don't really think now, now 15 or 16, that's like the legal age to work most like, re, like fast food restaurants. Yeah. Like at least a weekend part-time job or whatever. So I can see that. But 13 is when, if you, if you're training, so you're technically starting working at 13. So I think that if you train for like five hours a day, that's fine at 13. Yeah. yeah no, I agree. I, that's why I feel like, and with Taman and like other groups that had like, you know, 15, 16 year old back days, at least the rest of the group usually they're all adults even if they're like 18 19 like yeah no I, I mean i think we can all agree that you know when you're a kid you should still be allowed to 
be a kid what? and not really really <laughs> though really i guess i'm playing devil's advocate i guess i'm playing devil's advocate but okay. what's, that, what's that any different than like the kids here like the mickey mouse club when they were like seven and eight and they were That's basically a good point, but the difference is though but I, I think the way i look at it is like when i like when you work with child actors they literally have a maximum of two hours per day like that that's they can the be on set. Yeah, yeah, that's like the that's like they everything you need to do, you need to get it done in two hours. You have to feed them and you have to provide a tutor for them. It's called a exactly. studio teacher. So it's a lot different. Whereas in South Korea, uh, <laughs> y'all be lucky. They be lucky if they get lunch. Like they're not getting exactly. They're and they're working for way more than two hours. Like the laws are. But different. Be, yeah, but I mean, still, like, like a what lot of these kids that child actors or entertainers, but don't a lot of them either they're homeschooled or they drop out. A lot of those idols that are trainees, they drop out of school. I mean. That's normally a choice that they make. And I mean, it's a little different because I mean, like there's, it doesn't come up now, but like when BTS was first like starting out and they were saying like Jungkook couldn't read. I mean, you, you, can't, find, you can't find anything about that now, but yeah. I know because I was at one point a BTS fan and that was a huge joke among the fans was that Jungkook couldn't read and that he and we were like okay he's not that bright because he didn't go to school but then he did go back to call co- not college to high school and it high school over there <laughs> yeah and the thing is is that you just have to show up for a certain number of days and they pass you along rarely in the south korean education do they fail you or hold you back as long as you like are there x amount of days oh total, really? then, then they're going to graduate you and so that's what he did like there was that point like during their break or promotions like if he wasn't training or anything he was at the school so he could get his number of days <laughs> Um, so, I mean, so it's different over there like that. And I mean, it really doesn't make a difference to me because like in Japan, like the kids will be 12 and they're debuting in groups and stuff like that. So so it's still, I mean, it just doesn't make any difference. So they're 16 and stuff like that. I mean, honestly, in my personal opinion, I think that people should be 18 just even for their own their own kind of growth. Well-being. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I remember, like, Christina Aguilera, like, she started, like, in Young. the Mouse Club and things like that, too. And there was a documentary where she was like, oh, I never went to prom, but, like, one of her fans asked her to go. And so then she was saying, like, I'm going to do it because I never had this experience. Like, I had to give up a lot of my childhood and, like, some of the quote-unquote normal things that other people got to experience like i gave that up for my career and she's like that's something that i'm never going to get back and so i think that was interesting to think about because it was like okay this is somebody that has like number one album number one um hit single they got grammys you know they're praised for their voice i mean it's like at the start of her career and stuff like that now it's even britney spears too like she never really had a childhood like that um and so it just puts things in perspective like it's the fame really worth it i mean you know like you're giving up your childhood for that shot of fame and even if it does happen doesn't mean that your life is going to be peachy and rosy because think about all those child actors and stars that 
like to look at where they're at now as adults. <laughs> they're a hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> and even like in South Korea, like the idle career is like five years, seven if you're lucky. And then after that, they don't care about you anymore. I mean, like think about some of like the groups like HOT, like HOT, like they were huge. They were like the EXO of the 90s. And mm-hmm. then look at them now, barely a whisper or groups that were <clears throat> popular two, three years ago. Like, what are they doing now? It's so flash in the pan. It's almost like, why even bother? I mean, I don't knock any of the parents for saying like, no, you're not going to be an idol or like, you know, okay, you're going to do it for fun for a little bit, but then you're going to get a job that you're going to have a steady paycheck and stuff like that. I mean, I think that's the thing too, is that people forget is that, yeah, they might be famous and things like that, but when their career's over, it's over. They have no money, no education, no backup. I was like, you really want to live your life in your 30s? In your like twenties, when mm-hmm. hopefully you have some things in your life together, and you what you want to be like in your thirties, and you have to start all over from scratch from zero. I mean, you're lucky if you like you have family or your parents around to help you, because if not, then you're really out of luck. So. Yeah, I know. Uh, you, I was gonna talk about that too, but I was gonna then sort of play devil's advocate in a way when I was like because the world and but especially like Korea and Japan and these countries value youth starting Mm -hmm. early is probably a good thing because they are more likely to excuse your lack of talent and such if you're young and you're cute than if you're older um but, <laughs> <repeat of> shreds. <laughs> exactly exactly uh but yeah no i mean i personally think that you know like having it as a hobby something that you do on the side is fine but i would always stress education as something very important to have because famous fleeting and not everyone's gonna hit day back you know like exo twice you know like not everyone's gonna make money a lot of these idol groups don't make any money you know throughout their run especially if they're from a smaller company yeah it's like all these new goos that oh man i probably know way more new goos than people even like who is that and even (laughs) there's some that i just heard even once that i'm like i remember when they had a bop and then like what's happening to me now or like groups that were popular in the past like you don't hear anything about crown pop (laughs) <laughs> yeah so it's like like yeah. <laughs> you gotta example. like be you gotta be realistic you know like as i said like not everyone's going to hit the top so you have to have a plan b you have to have a plan c and education is very important in korea like that's why they get so mad at people like these idols who uh go to schools and like they're in these special idol programs, you know, where they don't really go to school or learn anything. They just, you know, get these quote unquote degrees to say that they got their degrees while they're still working, you know? So I think Mm -hmm. 16, 17 is, is not too bad. I don't think. Um, but I think that personally for me, like around that mark, uh, and Taemin obviously like, but Taemin is a prodigy. He was like, the Michael Jackson of Korea. So, I mean, I can understand why they didn't want to. I have to say him. though, and I really have yeah. no, I really have. <laughs> how would you feel? Yeah. If your name is Suho 
Yeah. You know, right? <laughs> and you've been training for 18 years. Yep. And then 15-year-old, 14-year-old Tamin <laughs> just walks in and two months later he debuting. I mean, yeah. you gotta be you gotta be crying on your deathbed. I well, mean, it's sad. That fluttering India show that they did, right? Where Suho mentioned that he trained for a really long time and him and Minho, I think they used to be like roommates or something like that. They were really, really close when they were trainees. And then Minho and Ki and everybody debuted in Shiny and Suho was just a trainee. So our next topic. Uh, so Blackpink had a mini concert recently and it was very noticeable from the fan cams that uh, they were not even close to selling out. Um, and there was a lot of comments, obviously, about people saying that YG bought a lot of tickets and that's why he was able to say that, you know, they had sold out when in truth, you know, even in their North American tour and their world tour, they weren't selling out. Uh, and it's really called into question their Korean fan base and, you know, how strong it is and also just like their popularity. Are they overrated? You know, um, and just to say, like, there were, like, quite a bit of seats that were left. Like, rows, big bunches. Like, it wasn't like, you know, sometimes you have a seat here or there that's empty, but everything else is full. There were a lot. Like, the VIP seats, I think, they sold pretty well. But the regular seats did not at all. So um, what do you guys think? Do you guys think Blackpink is overrated? Do you think, you know, maybe because of all the international hype that they it sort of overshadows like and maybe gives you like a distorted opinion about their Korean fan base? Um, I personally think they have just been on tour so much lately for their two minis and their four singles that people are just like you have to give us something new if you're gonna make us pay all this money to see you in concert um because i mean that's how i would be regardless of if i'm a huge fan or not i don't know do you guys have an opinion on that other people have gone on tour with a whole lot less card in their three songs so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I mean, but they're not actually like like okay blackpink did two tours two concerts in seoul and i think they did maybe one or two encore concerts also in seoul and this was all off of like right before kill this love and then right after kill this love so the fans have seen both so this mini concert is really just after all of that like they're not i know the concept was a little bit different because it was a smaller i think it was a smaller venue and it was more games and like it was more like a fan meet slash mini concert Mm -hmm. uh but at the same time like you're not giving the girls anything new to justify charging them and like the tickets are not cheap so <laughs> versus card where i mean card doesn't have a huge discography but they're going to like latin america and they're doing really small venues you know like with reasonable capacity and i don't think they were selling their tickets for very expensive either i also think too though like they're focused on the west might have affected their 
Asian or the Korean fan base, not outside of, because their Southeast Asian fan base is really strong and, and loud and whatever, but their Western sort of in, like their drive in the West and also the YG scandals, I think have really affected them, um, basically mm-hmm. as well. Uh, so I, I'm just waiting for the solos to come out at this point. <laughs> Why do you need money? Why not? Jimin, do you have any thoughts? Oh, no, I don't have any thoughts. Okay. Um, so Huna has set up her own YouTube channel, which is like all the trend now. And I really wanted to know if you guys watch any like idol K-pop channels or no. Nope. Yes. I do watch. Sometimes I'll watch some of NCT's videos. Only the Johnny's Communication Center ones or okay. the... Like they, for some reason, I think NCT is like doing like a tour of America, but it's like all of North America and it's not really, it's not like a musical tour. It's like they're actually going like, so they've been to Miami, they did LA and they like uploaded some in Brooklyn and they're just like going to these different places. They're going like grocery shopping, <laughs> like making dinner. Like, oh, that's cute. cute. It's really cute. They're just like doing normal stuff that anybody would do. <laughs> they went to Chicago. And when they went to Chicago, they stayed at because Johnny is from Johnny is in NCT. I know you guys have no clue what I'm talking about. But Johnny from NCT is actually born and raised in Chicago. So they went mm. to his house, like where his parents still live. Oh, okay. And some of them spent the night over his house. And they had like a like just like a, you know, they just Stay had over. a friend's night at his house. Oh. Like it was super dope. I was like, if I the, the, what? It's cute. Like, that's cute. Yeah, that's it's so cute because I'm like, you like this is just like such a normal thing to do. Like in your early twenties, your late well, some of well, pretty much in your early twenties or late teens, you're just like chilling with your friends, like, at, and you know you usually you're at home from college, and I don't know, I just feel like it was such a normal thing to do. They went to Target of all places, <laughs> and they like picked up pizza rolls and like bagel bites. <laughs> And then they went, and then they went, like, his parents had made a big old, like, barbecue for him in their backyard, and they live, like, in a regular suburban home, and it was just, like, so refreshing, because usually, like, when you see, like, idols do vlogs and stuff, it's, like, I don't know, it still feels like idol life, but when, like, NCT does these, like, we're gonna go to, like, a different state, or, like, we're gonna, like, Marcus from Vancouver, it's, like, we're gonna go to Canada or whatever, we're gonna go to our childhood homes, it's so dope to me, like, I love stuff like that. Sorry, I just nerded out, but... No, no, it's fun, it's cute, I I didn't even know that this was a thing, so it's a good thing to keep an eye out on. Um, I've only seen Luna's Alphabet, which is infamous for her, um, weight loss... (laughs) Uh, scams. I mean, like, she does some crazy shit in order to lose weight. Um, and that's actually how I heard of it. So I was like, this can't be true that she's doing this, like, water, lemon water cleanse for three days or whatever to get rid of water weight. And then I watched the video and I was like, it is true. It is true. Um, she has had some cute videos, like, about makeup and, like, when she, her and FX were still, like, active. But. I think it's sort of gotten a reputation for the, the extreme dieting stuff that she does. Uh, Chanmi from AOA has a YouTube channel, and it is kind of cute. Uh, oh, okay. I just thought about. Okay. Um, and uh, Amber used to have one. 
which was actually kind of cool, like where she and her friends are kind of like hanging out. And it was also when FX was still doing stuff. So you got to see a little bit of that. Um, I don't think anybody else. I think Tiffany sometimes puts up like videos about what she's doing and like little mini sort of almost like episodes of her what she's up to kind of but i know that there's like a lot of other idols that are getting into it like here from girls day has a channel um Huna now has a channel yeah there's a lot of like k-pop idols i guess wanting to connect more with the fans especially if they're not as active as they used to be this is really good mm-hmm. for like former idols or like older idol groups so yeah, yeah. i mean check out Huna's. it should be interesting at the very least Right. Like the only the only idols idol that came to mind was Geo from M Black. Oh, uh, okay. He has a YouTube channel, um, and it was him. It started out with him doing covers, but then it's like I want to say like a relationship channel now because him and his girlfriend neither that's what his channel is, or he has a separate one like that. And so he talked a little bit about he talks about like the idol life and things like that. And then there, one of the guys from Madtown, I think the youngest guy, he did a, a V live, I think, or YouTube live where he talked about, uh, like the cost of like the album production and things like that. And how like you can not make, like how you can sell a lot, but still not make any money. Cause they're like when they're, best promotions where they actually made money is like where they had like they did everything themselves like the indie shooting and like they did like we didn't have any fancy clothes like we got them from the store and he's like that he's like that's the only time we made money and that's like oh, you know, wow. they had been around i think that was like their last promotion before they disbanded and I was like, that was their, that, that was one of their most successful ones. And I was like, that was the one where y'all did all like the work basically. <laughs> oh. So I was like, okay. So he's telling us how it really is like that. And Grace talked about it too. Cause she's like, I mean, zero dollars. Cause I didn't see no bank statement. And I was kind of like, dummy, what were you doing? <laughs> Still working. Yeah, no, I have seen but Grace's anyway, videos as well. Anyway, yeah. I just, I don't understand it or BAP when. Yeah. Ugh. I just, uh, yeah, but that's all. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I, you know, now that you mention it, there have been a lot of like former um, trainees, especially who open these YouTube pages and like sort of spill the tea, quote unquote, uh, about what idol life is like and like how, you know, like most of them get like laser hair removal <laughs> and like nose jobs and like little, like little pu- little ps here or there just you know when you're a trainee just so that you know you can have the leg up on people and it is fascinating but also extremely scary (laughs) when you think about like all the things that you have to do that mm, could be permanent uh to your body you know just for the chance to be chosen to debut and you still have to you know make a hit it's insane um but yeah next topic is Queendom. Are you guys watching Queendom? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I, I like hearing about it because they all seem like they're getting along and being friends and not trying to kill each other. So I like yes. that. So basically, 
whoever is producing the show, uh, they're really stretching out these episodes. Cause I thought we were going to do like one or two episodes per like round, but we're like on the third episode just to find out the results. So they're really like stretching this out. Okay. <laughs> like longer than it needs to be. But basically the second round was even better than the first round. One, that male host is no longer a bitch. Um, I think he might have gotten some criticism about his attitude. He was always trying to, like, make snide comments and remarks and, like, get people to fight and things. So he's really calmed down, which I appreciate. Uh, so this round was all about um, covers. So they basically... Um, got to choose the first three groups in the ranking, got to choose other groups that they wanted to do covers. They want to sort of swap discographies for. Um, so G Idol picked Park Bomb because with Park Bomb comes 21, obviously. Uh, so then Park Bomb had to do a G Idol song. Uh, Mama Moo picked AOA. So then AOA had to do Mama Moo song. And last but not least, there was just Lovelies and Oh My Girl. And basically, I think everybody did a decent job, but clearly the top, the creme de la creme was AOA, who did Egotistical, uh, or Egotist. I can't remember what the name of the, the song is, um, which is a Mama Moo song. And it's actually a recent Mama Moo song. I think it was like one of their last comebacks. And they did, oh my God, this is such an amazing song. Not only did they take the song and make it completely their own, instrumental-wise, vocal-wise, whatever, but then they brought out, they they did like a suit concept. Uh, they were in suits and they had their hair slicked back and they were, you know, like doing this really sexy sort of like suit concept. And then they brought out Vogers and so um, who were doing like voguing, obviously. And it was just like, it was amazing like i didn't think aoa had it in them to be honest and i love that they like top the charts and they sort of like are reviving their career now with uh what they're doing on queendom because they're showing how good they are as an idol group i know people um you know thought they were done after choa left and then mina left but i feel like the other girls actually want to be there and that is making the difference and then I think second group would be Oh My Girl. And not just because I love Oh My Girl, because I honestly thought going into this that they were going to be the weakest link. But they did Lovely's Destiny, which is another like anime bop. Such a great song. Uh, but they did like this really cool, like historical um, Korean version of it, which was kind of like a story, but not really. And it was just so beautiful like and they took the song and they made it their own too and then they brought the vocals obviously and the dancing and it was just so good like they took a great song and they made it their own and they made it slightly better in some ways too lovelies was watching it and you could tell that they were not that pleased because they were like this is our song you know we are the ones who were supposed to be like known for this song and now omar go came out with this cover and they're doing better than us it's crazy Third, I would say, would be Park Bomb, who did Han. But she did, like, this really cool version of it. And, I mean, Park Bomb's voice is sort of hit or miss for me. Uh, I didn't like you and I. I didn't like her performance in the first round. But I actually really like what she did with her voice in the second round. I just wish that she didn't bring out Cheetah. She brought out, like, CL or something, because that would make sense and would probably would help with the voting. And then... Lovelies did Sixth Sense because they were like, oh, Omar Girls 
concepts too similar to ours. So we need to do something else. And I honestly think Lovelies is there to change their image completely. They don't want to be known as a cute, sweet group. I think they want to be like a sexy, sorry, more fierce group. So <laughs> that's why everything they've done so far has been sexy. And that's also why they keep getting voted last because people are like, do what you do best. Like, stop trying to change things. But they did a pretty okay job with Six, six Sense. And then after that, it would probably be... who else is in this? Oh, oh my God. So I'm going to say Idaho who was fifth. They did Fire, which is, you know, t- 21 staple. Um, they didn't really do anything special with Fire. Like, I feel like everybody who watched it was like, oh, that's okay. Let me go listen to 21's version of it. <laughs> that. Um, but then we had Mamamoo, who, for some dumbass reason, wanted to do Good Luck. But they wanted to each do a different concept for Good Luck. So they had, like, four different versions of the song that each of them did that didn't connect. So, and of course, Hwasa, who thinks she's Black, wanted to do a reggae version of it. Um, And then proceeded to put on a red <laughs> do-rag and a white outfit and twerk on the ground. It was... What does a red do-rag have to do with reggae? That was the most confusing part about it. That was the most confusing part about it. Um, okay, sis. It was so bad. So bad. But then also you had... When you get your cultures wrong, you should oh, at the very least have a good performance. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then you had Soyeon, um, who is obviously pretty much the face, the voice the producer, the image, everything in G-Silent Idol, who said that she wanted to do a version of Fire, but she wanted to do an Africanized version of it. Um, and I think they called it... Uh, what did they call it? It was something really rape- racist. Um, they called it Urban Hip. Or urban Hip. Yes, they called it Ethnic Hip. So, um, there, that happened, of course, um, which, you know, like my reaction to that was more like, I was kind of impressed that they seem to find new ways to be racist. You know, like a lot of people just go the same old, same old route. And Jisan Idol was like, no, we're going to make tribal noises on the table say things in tribal voices and call things. That was so camp. disturbing. Yeah, it was completely fucked. And it's crazy because this G Silent Idol is supposed to be like a Western, like one of the more Western influence groups. And they're actually like trying to debut in the US. Like that's their next move. Um, so it's really interesting that right before they do that, I mean, their performance was trash for the most part uh, because they are not 21 and they their music hasn't been good since Han though so uh, at least you know what? Be- it hasn't been good since La Tata for me so there you go <laughs> um, but anyways uh, so yeah so Queendom happened it was wonderful fantastic rainbows everywhere um, we're just waiting to see what the final results are in like the third round what it seems like they're shaking things up uh, but I honestly I'm completely enjoying 
Queendom. I think it's a, such a fantastic show because everybody is so respectful of everybody and they're always kind of like really amazed by what other people are doing. Um, are you guys interested at all in watching Queendom? I mean, I'm going to watch from the sidelines anyway. Like, yeah. I might not tune in. I mean, no, like, I mean, of course, I actually, no, I don't care. I'm not going to tune in, but I will definitely watch from the sidelines. And Jay, you should. I don't want to indirectly support Soyeon, is what I'm saying. Yeah. But honestly, I feel like, like, when they were deciding on what song to do, it's really funny because they pretended like they're a democratic group and everybody has a voice. But I'm like, the bitch wants to do fire. You guys are going to do fire. Like, there's no, like, why are we even pretending that we're going to put this to a vote? But, <laughs> uh, okay, so the next topic is Scammer Taeyong is also a bully. So there have been some reports from people who went to school with him and former trainee who have pretty much said that Taeyong is trash and that he has made fun uh, and he's bullied people, especially by making fun of people's weight and showing disgust to fat people and so much love to skinny people. Um, And they have like a whole bunch of like, quote unquote, proof about it. Uh, a lot of back and forth though so I mean you have to take it for with a grain of salt in my opinion Um, I think it's interesting though that they had um, a former trainee though come forward and also say that he was trash now maybe the trainee was jealous that Taeyong you know debuted with NCT and all of almost all of its incarnations and is the face of it. And now is going to be in super M and, you know, like he's kind of pushed at the front of the group. Uh, but we know he's a scammer. So it's not too hard of a push to say that he's also involved in some other less than savory things. Okay, so <laughs> but I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. I, I want to say this. Number yeah. one, I completely agree with, um, the fact that it's not a stretch to believe. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny. Bullying is a serious issue. It so is. it is, very but it, I, I'm just laughing it because of the like the way we're wording everything. Okay, yeah. But it's not a stretch to think that he did it. What I, I do want to clarify though, there yeah. is not a strong correlation between scamming and bullying. Okay, there is not. <laughs> no, I think my angle is that basically somebody who doesn't mind um scamming people and taking advantage of them and you know like in that type of way probably mm-hmm. doesn't care so much about other people. To be fair, Robin yeah. Hood, his whole thing was that he cared a lot about people, so that's why he scammed other people. Well, you said Robin you Hood is not Robin Well, I was gonna say Robin Hood is a lie because you're trying to convince me that white men stole from other white people to give to the poor. Yes. And the reality yes. of the situation is through and through Taeyong is 100% a scammer. I've never denied that. I yeah. will never deny that. I'm actually kind of like, I think it's hilarious. I don't know why. I've always thought it was funny. Oh, I thought and it was I, funny too. <laughs> you know, I thought it was hilarious that he was a scammer. However, with the bully thing, that's a lot more serious to me. It um, is. That... I think that if, if, if true, 
Um, big if true. Also, yeah. I, I mean, I guess I'm not gonna like necessarily like I don't know because I, I think you, you we should take bullying seriously, but I think at the same time it's not necessarily one of those types of um, offenses where it's like a case by case. Different people would think of it differently in terms of how you like whatever you feel about standing that person. I don't stand Taeyong. I think that um, I wouldn't put it past him that he's a bully though. Like you ever look at somebody and you just like have a feeling that like this person he would kill them all. He would kill all his <laughs> he would kill all his group mates if that means that he could go solo and be rich and famous like Beyonce. He would do it in a heartbeat. Well then. Uh, said, to you want to go so he's already killed him you know what, what my face is right now <laughs> that that meme of that black woman with her wig sort of up and she's making that yikes face that's me right now <laughs> I love when people describe memes to me like yeah that's like a peak 2019 yeah. like millennial <laughs> <laughs> With Taeyong with the with with the gun, so I mean, <laughs> just saying, you know, he's ready to do what he has to do. That's the point. Uh, According to the Instagram trailers, he's already like murdered all of his clones. So yeah, wouldn't put it past him. Not saying he's a murderer. You know what? Someone's gonna interpret this as us saying that he's a murderer because you remember last <laughs> time somebody like comment on one of our episodes, and I'm keeping this an episode. Somebody comment on one of our episodes about like, oh, you think BTS is this, that, or the other, or like, why are you saying that, you know, you can't like something unless it's not attached to that? I'm like, no one's saying that you completely, like, did not listen. Like, you couldn't have listened if that's what you heard. So, (laughs) I said that to say, we need to, like, I feel like we have to put a disclaimer in front of everything. We're not saying Taeyong is a murderer. No. No. You're saying that, well, Jay is saying that if yeah, I was about to say I'm not saying anything to that. (laughs) (laughs) If given the chance, we don't doubt that maybe the next day NCT will have twenty less members. (laughs) 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 Well, okay. Beyonce. What I'm saying is that there's no. I don't think there's any evidence saying that Taeyong did a lot of these things and some of them are like really like graphic um with regards to the people who were bullied and like self-harm and things like that i mean i don't know and it doesn't seem like there's enough evidence to say that it happened but at the same time uh there i mean he was a kid it happened i kind of hope that you know, if it did happen, he's willing to step up and say, like, it did happen. And I apologize, you know, like, I, I'm not that person anymore. And, you know, um, I've reached out to these people, like a lot of people in bullying scandals have done. Like, Hyolin did that earlier this year, or late last year, or something like that. When she had her bullying scandal, she reached out to the person. And I mean, like, the person doesn't have to receive them, because if you're the person who went through that trauma, and like, it still lives with you, you can be like, you know, F you and your mom and everybody else in your life and, you know, like not, they could completely walk away from you. Personally, I just think like, if it's true, and I mean, I don't know Taeyong, but his, like, it seemed like he is, as I said, 
when you don't care enough about people and you care about yourself so much that you're willing to scam people like hardworking people for their money. I kind of feel like that is a reflection of your behavior. And it's not hard to believe that with that same attitude, you wouldn't be also somebody who bullies other people or treats people who you think are less than you, you know, in such a manner. So, I mean, that's kind of the way that I would look at it. Um, and if it's true, I do hope that, you know, like he actually goes ahead and asks for forgiveness. And like, as I said, if you're a victim, you don't have to accept it. But like, how could you prove that you've moved on if you don't, if you just want to like hide it under the rug or you want to act like it doesn't exist, you know? But once again, I don't know if this actually happened. So this is all speculation. What about you guys? I'm done. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we're going to talk about, okay, I guess this kind of ties into the cupcake thing, but Rihanna was in, uh, Seoul to promote Fenty Beauty and she was like two hours late to <laughs> the launch party and people were not having it and they brought up, um, some alleged racist behavior in the past, uh, by one Rihanna that I, did not research enough to say if it was open to interpretation or not. Uh, but the comments obviously were on the anti-black side very quickly. Uh, and hypocritical, you know, Koreans complaining about people being racist towards them and acting like we should care when they do the same thing to us all the time without a care in the world. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, I just wanted to say that even though Korea is a mecca of skincare, their makeup is shit. And well, one of the major things that they can learn from Rihanna is how to match your neck to your face. Do not come for Rihanna. Though I don't condone any racist behavior if Rihanna didn't do it. As I said, I didn't check it. But also, yeah, that's really actually what I wanted to say on the subject. We come on the show and we criticize, you know, you know, some of the things that we see happening in the world and in Korea. And we don't, you know, use words or make, you know, I don't know, like gong sounds or something. I don't know. We don't do things like that, like that are offensive and that are like clearly racist or anything like that. We we can have constructive criticism about something that you know nation is known for or a person is known for and it doesn't become a racist situation any thoughts opinions pretty much said what i wanted to say earlier so same i mean mm, their makeup is mm, trash oh my god bare minimum but they think that they're snapping (laughs) with their white shade and super white shade and that's it and that's all i am upset but anyways we can move on from the topic last oh well yeah last but not least jungkook has a dating scandal (laughs) uh jimin jay do you guys have you guys heard about this do you guys know about (laughs) it no i mean i've heard (laughs) about it and i know a lot about it but like i feel like Everybody's opinion on it is really dumb. <laughs> really? Okay. Yep. Can you, okay. I wouldn't. I can't. He just just let him smash and be 
relaxed. I mean, he's young and he found somebody that I feel like a lot of it, so like <laughs> this is one of those rare cases where a dating scandal, quote unquote, is not actually really about the dating part. <laughs> like, okay, I actually have a few thoughts. Okay, okay. okay. My first thought is there. Okay. The first thing I observe is there are a there's a large and growing group of people who seem to believe that, like, for whatever reason, like, even though the scandal was denied, that he actually is dating her. And, like, it's all like a big conspiracy and cover up. And, like, yeah, there's a lot of people who think that, you know, they are dating or whatever, even though it was denied and all these different things. I find that really interesting because I think the reason why people I don't, I don't, I think the reason why people think that is because they, like, it's almost like they want to believe it because it's like Jungkook of BTS. It's not, you know, freaking like <laughs> one of those boys from Teen Teen. <laughs> it's like not a new goo. It's like somebody that's like really, really like prominent. And I'm not saying he is or isn't. I don't, I don't care about that part, but I, I find it really interesting that I've never seen this before like i've been through a couple dating scandals now i've got a couple dating scandals under my belt so i'm a little bit experienced and this is the first time i feel like i'm seeing people who are like wanting to think that he's actually in a relationship because they feel like it's some sort of um triumph like oh wow look at him he's you know let him do this and do that he's a man like they they look at his like Oh, and I'm not saying it's everybody, but a lot of like the fans who are doing it, it's like they, you know, how people overdo something. Like, yes, yes. It's hard to, it's like they're overdoing it. Like, look at how much we support this because we can be mature about it. And it's like, you're doing too much. Like, either he's dating the girl, he's not. Like, stop trying to convince people that he is or isn't, like, one way or the other, which I find that more people are trying to convince people that he is dating her, even though it was denied. And saying, well, you know, um, they, of course, they're not going to tell the truth about it. Well, yeah, if he is dating, of course, they're not going to tell the truth about it. I mean, I don't know, because when I looked at her Instagram, she was liking all of the comments. Yes, I looked just because basically there was some tea involved. So I was looking through like the Instagram, but I noticed on her Instagram page, she had liked all of the comments, every single comment. Like it, it felt clout chaserish to me. Because yeah. she had like every single comment. She liked comments that were about absolutely nothing. Comments about people always saying like, now I'm going to go to your shop now because you're, you know, like I know who you are. And she liked comments about people saying, why can't a man and a woman just be friends? Like, why do people automatically think you're dating when you're not? And then she liked, she liked stuff that's saying the love between you and Jungkook is really beautiful. So like she liked a lot of different things. And I, and a lot of people are taking that to mean they are in a relationship. Or yeah. whatever. And, and that's a thing. But I'm just kind of looking at it like, girl, she playing, this is the long con. She is smart. Okay. So what she's doing is she's playing the long con. And I think it's smart. And I, I honestly applaud it. Like, girl, get your clout because what this is doing is bringing more attention to her and her tattoo shop and all of her. You know, she's an overnight celebrity now. Like to me, that's the realty. Like, that's the smart thing about the whole thing. I don't, I don't really know or care if he's dating her, but like I said, I think this is the first time the dating scandal was not actually about the dating. And I'm kind of transitioning points because my first point was number one, it's not clear. So when people are saying like 
he's definitely dating her. He has her girlfriend. I'm like, I mean, okay, but like, I don't know where you're getting your. I don't, it just seems like you're you're overdoing it. It seems like you're trying to prove to somebody that you're progressive. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're trying to prove, oh, we're not going to be like, um, what happened to Eon and Hannah? No, we're going to, or what happened to anybody who had a dating situation? We're, you know, the bigger person or whatever. And I think that that's just so corny to me. But then there's the second issue of the real reason why a lot of the Korean fans have a problem is not I mean, I'm sure the dating is a part of it, but a really, really big thing is who the girl is. Like, everything about this girl is like the antithesis of what Korea puts on a pedestal. Like, she's got tattoos all over her body. She's very sexually free her, around her shop. There, there's like a lot of like very prominently displayed like pornography. <laughs> like, it's like she's got sex toys all over her shop. It's like the exact opposite of what, quote unquote, a woman should be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's yeah. very, I'm not going to say she's, put it like this. She, it's not like she's a stereotypically feminine looking woman. Like she has a very like tomboy charm about her. Right. So a lot of that is coming from people feeling like basically what I've seen and it's kind of, it's ridiculous and stupid, but what I've seen is a lot of them being like, well, he betrayed us because we thought that he was wholesome and it goes back to that whole idea of like people think idols are pure so they're like we we thought that he was wholesome and yet he's hanging out with this trash it's kind of mm-hmm. like how they're like well if, if she's into that then he's clearly into like the tattoos and like the the you know sexual pornographic things and like the cursing and like all of that you know what i mean yeah and that's what I've seen so much. So when pe- I feel like there's a misconception from like the international point of view where people think that it's about like, oh, just let them be a grown man and let them. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure that's some part of it. But the bigger story here is why are they going in on this girl for being like, basically, she's not their idea of a, a girl, like a feminine girl. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm probably reading way too deeply into it. But I do think it speaks to something where every comment about this girl or about this situation is either about like how they expected Jungkook to be better because somehow she's dirty and like nobody wants a girl like that. You know what I mean? Do you, do you guys think that that's like, do you guys see where I'm coming from with like how I feel like that's a worse problem? Like, yeah, I do think it's, so. Mm-hmm. It's so bad like that a woman can't just be, and this goes back to like, anything we've talked about. I mean, we had this whole conversation when, um, or like I, I watched a video. Okay. Um, this is not off topic. I swear. But I was watching this video that made some really good points about like what's going on with Luna and Korea. And like Luna is like kind of like they're doing things that are kind of bold for a girl group in terms of like their message and their in they like, there was at one point that like the, I guess the CEO of like Blackberry Entertainment or whatever, when they put out a statement about Rosie, they were saying that the song was about like two girls falling in love. And then all of a sudden it was deleted, like the statement. There's like this whole thing about how Luna basically got the music shows didn't do them right. Distribution companies that were just distributing their CDs, they like messed up their distribution and all that. And it's like kind of like a conspiracy that it's like because they're kind of like counterculture. 
and people don't really like that and they're like uncomfortable with that and I really believe that because if you look at like this Jungkook situation I feel like it really mirrors that because what I saw Korean saying about like the situation was all about how the girl is trash or like beneath him because she's not you know in a woman's place Jay I I say to each their own I guess on whatever you want to believe but I think I think that it's important to think about the way that people are talking about any dating quote-unquote scandal because it always seems like the girl gets like the the worst part of it and like with even with Ida and Hannah the situation was a little different because she has way more like clout than him yeah. but even when we were talking about Taeyeon and Baekhyun and I I don't know if it was you or Ash that was telling me that Taeyeon was actually apologizing to EXO stands and she's Taeyeon like way bigger than well not way bigger than Baekhyun but at that point in time I would assume that they had like similar popularity mm-hmm and so, and she had a longer, much longer career behind under her belt. And she still was like apologizing to his fans. And I just, I don't know, dude, like that, that's just so wrong with me that like each time the girl always gets in trouble for it. Yeah. And also too, because like, did you hear about this like weird sort of tangent where this rapper, I think he's a rapper anyways, named Hash Swan. Um, like they were trying to say, I don't know if it was armies or who was saying it, but they were trying to say that he was the person in the picture, mm-hmm. um, instead of Jungkook. And he went to Instagram and he was like, that's not me. And like, you guys are, you guys need to stop because that's not me. And then armies were like, oh, now you're just going to say like, oh, that people said you look like Jungkook and you're going to use that for clout. And he got back with, like, um, like basically this big old long thing that I'm not going to read. But he was pretty much, like, saying, you guys need to stop. I don't like these reports. I don't. I'm just a person who makes music. And Mm -hmm. I don't like being talked about. I don't like being written about. I don't like all the speculation you guys are making. Can you guys just, like leave me alone and also just leave Jungkook alone like like, he's not doing anything either but it's kind of crazy how when a fandom gets riled up like that it's so easy for them to be like snakes in some ways and just like sort of like attack the next thing that sort of comes their way you know like and it doesn't matter who's in the crosshairs Um, (laughs) if it's this woman apparently the manager from that tattoo shop as well too might have tweeted some other things like oh they're friends but nothing else happened blah 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 and that like a lot of like multiple people from the shop like all said that like fandoms are so creepy like they were like like messaging them like in half-assed korean and they were like can you please tell us like the facts we just need to know i'm like first and foremost like who does that like that is just so creepy what are you doing but i mean they did respond to the armies and they were like okay i mean like thank you for like telling us that you like our our work but like no (laughs) none of these these things are true and they just like i I just to me that's so inappropriate indeed (laughs) yeah and i think the one of the big takeaways i take from this is like jungkook is an adult he can yeah. date whoever he wants, whenever he, he wants. His long hair. <laughs> yeah, he does. He actually does. Like my theory on on, on Jungkook is that he is going to look like he's cute now, but when he gets into his thirties and he actually like, you know, 
grows into his body some more, you know, starts to like maybe uh, muscle up a little bit more. I feel like mm-hmm. that's going to be his peak. Really? Personally. I do think he's like reaching his final form. I don't think he's yeah. there yet. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, honestly, <laughs> it's going to be nice to look at. And I think he should keep long hair because some people long hair makes them look younger. With him, for some reason, it makes them look older. No, I absolutely agree with that. But also about the scandal. Mm-hmm. Please, K-pop fans, doesn't matter what fandom you're from, be happy when your idol is happy. If yeah. that means that they're they're in a relationship, that's one thing. If it's just, you know, like a single com- came out and it did really well, you know, like just be happy for them. Yeah. But yeah, Jungkook, I'm, you know what? I'm so proud of him. I am happy that Honestly, the more time goes on, the more I'm starting to think I'm low-key, like, almost to the point where I'm about to buy his jungle. Like, mm, that sounds so crazy to say out loud, but so many people, like, roast him. They roast him for various reasons, but, like, there's something about him. He's got, like, a way about him that, like, I really... It, he just comes off as, like, more genuine than... I don't know. He just comes off as like his, his, he just, at least now that he's older and like, he's just kind of doing whatever he wants. He just comes off like it's a little bit more genuine to me. And I don't know, it's something about him. And I also think he's, this is, oh, I can't say this, but put it like this. Who going to sing in BTS if he don't? And then keep it at that. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's it for the topic. What shout outs do I have on there? Okay. So I guess we'll go straight to the shout outs. So according to your notes, Shoutouts to Seventeen and their success. Super, Super M. Okay, shoutouts to Super M. Honestly, like, I'm ready. Like, just hurry up. Just come on with the bops. We already know they're coming. Um, come on with the drama. We already know that's coming as well. I mean, Taeyong, he already broke the ice with the bullying scandal. So, but we don't want that kind of drama. We want, like, mess. We don't want, like, people getting hurt out here. Okay, next. Uh, <laughs> Taman's video video to key. Oh my god, okay. Sorry, that is another sort of topic. But I must do it really quickly. Shout out to Taman for that really, really, really cute birthday video that he did when he broke into Key's apartment and uh, took his sweater and just walked out. Like, shout out to Taman. That I love that so much. I just, honestly, I just love Shiny. <laughs> But I love too that he like was like I I was gonna take a picture in there, but it's it was so dirty. dirty. <laughs> it's so 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 dirty. Oh my god, I hate Tim. So like, I would hate to have a friend like Tim. And I feel like he's he's just one of those people that like you never know what's gonna come out of his mouth. Exactly. So like, you can't have him in public, but at the same time, you love him because he's just so like to me. I don't know. Most people don't know like Taman outside of like either shiny or like dancing or music or some kind of things but like if you like watch his varieties and like watch you know just his reality shows or whatever that he's had in the past like on v-life or whatever he's the most the weirdest person i think i've ever like the weirdest celebrity i think i've ever come across like he just does and says whatever he wants he has and i think that is like his magnet privilege you know what i mean like he even said to Beckham, like in Superman, he was like, you should be the, like, you should be the leader because I'm like, I like being taken care of, basically. <laughs> like, he just does and says whatever he wants. Everybody pretty much loves him because he's really talented and 
And he just doesn't take himself too seriously, I think, is what it is. He just kind of goes with the flow of life. And I really like that. So if you couldn't, if you didn't figure it out by now, Taman is like my bias. Like, I want to say he's my shiny, shiny bias, but it's actually Jonghyun is my shiny bias, but both of them are like my shiny bias. So, yeah. And then what else did I have? Was that the only shout outs? That was the only shout outs. All right, Jay, I know you got some hot shout outs. Um, first shout out goes to our, um, marketing stretch, stretch strategic manager, marketing manager, Jerry. I want to give him a shout out for the work that he's doing for us. That's the first one. Um, ATs is coming back and I'm only giving them a shout out because of their album packaging. It looks really nice and I actually get it just because it looks extensive. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to everybody going back in school. Let's get them A's. <laughs> These are okay. These are okay. That's true. You know, yeah. <laughs> When people like go outside because winter is gonna come, and then with all that snow, we're all gonna be locked inside. So get outside while I still can. All right, oh, that's all my okay. shout outs. <laughs> uh, okay, so shout out to Jessica Jung who's dropping an album. I think like a mini. Oh, well, no, actually, I hope it's a mini. So far, we just know it's a single, and it's her Japanese debut. And she's going to have a Japanese showcase. And I'm just praying that the song is good because sis is getting sued for like $1.6 million. And she doesn't seem like she's even, you know, thinking about it much. Um, But you can definitely see that it has hit the budget for this comeback. So, uh, yeah, it's like a wait and see kind of situation. Uh, Shout out to Dreamcatcher for dropping just the best of the best my favorite song right now and my favorite video and i just love the aesthetics and shout out to us for successfully doing this podcast and shout out to ash who's on vacation and want to do a shout out to saturday who dropped um the worst song of 2019 okay look listen i watched a youtube video that had um, 15 of the least viewed K-pop songs in <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, 15 of the least viewed K-pop music videos from like groups I've never heard of before in my life. And let me tell you, that Saturday video was still better than those most of them. Um, so you know they may find um a market for what they gotta sell. I mean, their fandom name is Sunday. They're called Saturday. It, it's cute. It's cute. Uh, so then also shout out to AB6. They already have for, Yeah. Of course they have fan yeah. names. Well, they came out last year too, right? I mean, if they were able to drop four members, I'm sure they were able to see, <laughs> 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 that comes in with that covert shade. <laughs> um, and then last shout out is to AB6 that somehow lucked out and got a collaboration with Lizzo. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Uh, well, thank you to my co-host and thank you for the, for our viewers and our listeners. And it has been a lot, <laughs> but I hope you did enjoy it and please feel free to 
check out uh, our podcast and leave comments and likes and tell your friends. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on SoundCloud. We plan to be in other places. We plan to be all up in your area very shortly. Uh, So keep an eye out. And yeah, that's it for us today. Bye. Bye. Bye.